Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. A frantic Friday when the on-track action was actually not the main news. Yes, there was another COVID-enforced driver change this weekend. Yes, the fastest driver in free practice too, forced to sit out the very important long-run laps because earlier he'd clattered the wall. But a day when many Formula One fans came to terms with their sport going to another country, engaged in ongoing military action. In Friday free practice one, Charles Leclerc's Ferrari led the way on a 1 minute 30.772, followed by Max Verstappen's Red Bull, just over a tenth behind, and Valtteri Bottas showing up in third in his Alfa Romeo, a good day for Ferrari power, followed by Carlos Sainz Jr. and Pierre Gasly in the Alfa Tauri. And then in the all-important free practice two, when the soft tyres go on, the fuel comes out and we get to see what pace is coming through, and also the long-run pace as well, which is always a little more interesting for some people. Charles Leclerc, once again, leading the way in that Ferrari with a 1 minute 30 0.074, but completing much fewer laps than many of his competitors. Only 15 laps completed today because of clattering the wall and colliding with his front left wheel on the inside turn, which would bend or break a steering arm, a track rod. Max Verstappen coming in seconds on a 1 minute 30 
214. Again, about a tenth and a half behind. Carlos Sainz bringing his Ferrari into third. And uh, Sergio Perez fourth. Lewis Hamilton, the first of two Mercedes in fifth and sixth. Uh, Lewis followed by George Russell. McLaren, hopefully Boyd in seventh place with Lando Norris. Esteban Ocon's Alpine in eighth place, followed by Valtteri Bottas. Slipping down in the afternoon times, ninth. And in the tenth position, Yuki Tsunoda. After multiple attacks over the last two weeks, Yemen's Houthi rebel group attacking an Aramco storage facility only a few kilometres from the site of the Jeddah circuit. No doubt doing it on a day when they knew the eyes of the world and the sports media would be on Formula One. The attack happening in free practice one, the sky thick with dark black smoke. Drivers talking over the radio of the smell of oil. Max Verstappen saying, I can smell something burning. Is it my car? A lot to talk about today. Hayden Cobb, Autosport.com's editor. Hayden, just run us through the timeline of events, if you would, today. And it was approximately about 10 miles away from the track at Aramco oil facility. It's now been confirmed as, as a missile attack. And in short, it's an ongoing and, and long-standing dispute and a very aggressive tactics from both sides between Saudi Arabia and, and Yemen. But obviously, F1 being in the prime spotlight, this is clearly taken as a, a site tactic for to grow grow attention to, to this. And, and F1 choosing to, to race in Saudi Arabia was always going to be at risk at something like this potentially happening. Discussions were had between F1 and FP2 regarding... What has happened? They're getting the, the facts correct, seeing what, what was what was uh, potentially happening. Obviously, there was a lot of concern in the paddock, um, not only from the drivers, but everyone involved, because uh, anything serious like that, um, given what we've seen, not only in, in that part of the world, but also m- most recently in Ukraine, is, is, is particularly uh, scary. The Saudi sort of security officials spoke with Formula One bosses, team principals, drivers, uh, Stefano Domenicali, the CEO and the FIA president. And, and in, in short, they s- delayed uh, FP2 by 15 minutes just to make sure everyone was aware of the facts and have a discussion and to make sure they're OK to continue. And then FP2, by and large, ran as as, as planned, OK, but 15 minutes later. But um, we, we almost wouldn't have believed that the events just down the road had taken place. But uh, yes, it came back into discussion, obviously, at the end of, of FP2. Uh, and um, that's why we had a bit of an unusual end to, to the day, let's say. So we have the two practice sessions. The F2 drivers weren't told. So while this conversation was going on in Formula One, talking to the team bosses and the drivers... After FP2 on a Friday, we're now going to get to speak to another round of uh, drivers and pref- press conferences and media interviews where uh, the TV, but also the written uh, written media get to talk to the drivers and the team bosses. What happened next today? Yes, so an unusual tactic requested by the FIA was for all teams not to do any media, TV, written um, or otherwise, post FP2. Um, because obviously the topic of point was going to be about the the attack um, at the oil facility and whether they'd want to race um, for for the rest of this weekend and whether they felt safe. Um, well, what then happened, which in the in the, in the fullness of time, obviously makes a bit more sense with the with the time frame, was there was another meeting uh, involving uh, team principals, drivers, F1 officials, and FIA officials with the the Saudi sort of. Um, security officials and senior figures to basically give more detail and give more information on the the, the ongoing situation and, and and in short basically say that 
the track itself is the safest place to be in Saudi Arabia. I, I quote Toto Wolf uh, on, on that one. That's not my uh, assessment. To be fair, that is a, an understandable approach given the high level of security around that event, regardless of, of, of out, what's happening around the world. And indeed, the setup that the Saudi Arabian would have had to follow and had to adhere to to ensure that the race would go ahead. So in that sense, it was it was very much a case of if you can't be safe at the track, you're not going to be safe anywhere. Both Christian Horner and Toto Wolff, speaking very briefly after the uh, meeting, said that all team principals were in unison in, in their decision that they want to keep racing and we're comfortable with, with continuing racing this weekend. We're yet to hear, properly hear from any of the drivers. They're having their driver's briefing, which they have every Friday night after practice, normally to go over things like yellow flags and uh, <laughs> the, the more common um, issues that come up after practice. But um, obviously that will be the, the central focus and we'll hopefully find out uh, it very soon what the drivers sort of think about the situation but um, at the moment we uh, understand that all drivers will be carrying on for this weekend as as all the teams are. From Formula One they say this and I quote F1 has been in close contact with the relevant authorities following the situation. <laughs> the situation. <laughs> the authorities have confirmed that the event can continue as planned and we will remain in close contact with them and all the teams and closely monitor the situation. End quote. A range of opinions on this, I would say. The Telegraph Sports Twitter account saying that Formula One stands accused of literally playing with fire as it vows to race on in Saudi Arabia. Of course, pointing out that Saudi Aramco, otherwise known as Aramco, that company that you see their logos plastered all over Formula One, any of the race venues they go to, let alone being the uh, the home race, would be a large decision to cancel it. It's not like we didn't know what Formula One was going into. People like uh, Adam Hay Nichols, the uh, Metro F1 columnist, being quite punchy, uh, saying that not sure some security guys and soldiers with rifles will be able to protect a circuit from missile assault. Our colleague Andrew Benson from BBC Sport, who also writes for our sister magazine, GP Racing, saying on his Twitter account, or maybe the BBC Sport F1 Twitter account, I forget which one I was earlier, that he said, although the statement was that Formula One drivers were unanimous in agreeing to race, he says that uh, his sources have said um, multiple drivers have concerns, which is, is different to them saying in that briefing, hey, I'm not racing this weekend. Um, a bit like Sebastian Vettel came out and said, hey, I'm not racing in Russia. Well, the first, if not the first one, very early to say that during testing. We should talk about some racing stuff, right? We should actually talk about what's going on. Can I just add in that I think it would be it would be incredibly fascinating to find out what uh, Sebastian Vettel thinks about the whole situation, only because of the multiple angles that he's sort of connected to this. Now he has been one of the leaders in speaking out against um, sort of many travesties and, and terrible things that are happening around the world from from the U- Ukraine um, war or the, sorry the Russian invasion, liberal rights movements and and inclusivity in the sport with the situation obviously Sebastian Vettel isn't there because he still has COVID-19 and Nico Hülkenberg is stepping in for him at Aston Martin but um, Aramco the one of the main principal backers in Formula 1 currently are also one of the main principal backers to Aston Martin a Formula 1 team which Sebastian Vettel drives for so it would have been a for the sponsor a home race let's call it but um, I, I, I imagine Sebastian Vettel's probably principals and also who he's racing for and wearing their team colours 
would have been one hell of a conflict. That's not to say any of the other drivers would have found this this situation. And I'm, like I said, I'm sure in the performance of time we'll, we'll certainly find out how each driver is, is feeling about the situation. But but he he in particular who will ultimately yeah we won't hear from until he is back and hopefully fit and healthy for the next race. But yes, he would have been probably the one that most people would have gone to see. What are you going to do about this, or what are your what is your opinion? But uh, unfortunately, we will not know. Yeah, I, I, there have been some actually a Formula One journalists as well saying that absolutely we should not be racing this weekend given what has happened. You know, imagine if there was a missile attack six miles southeast of Silverstone. Would we go? It's okay. It's all right. There's security at Silverstone. Don't worry about it. They couldn't. They you know they can aim their missiles six miles this way, but not six miles the other. The, the circuit is fine. Some Formula One journalists being pretty punchy in their uh, public criticism of the sport but yes like i say a range of opinions on that with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's actually talk about some Formula One racing. Okay, then. You mentioned you Nico, must. Nico Hulkenberg. Uh, go on, then. <laughs> um, replace it, which is great because, you know, Nico's very popular uh, to uh, with many fans and well, to see him driving. Of course, so Sebastian Vettel is, uh, but um, good to see him back and see what he can do uh, this weekend and massively short of seat time. So we'll we'll see what see what he can do. Following up from last weekend, Red Bull have they got to the bottom of officially telling Autosports what happened with those two retirements? We think it was the fuel system at the, at the time. That's how the podcast listeners heard us end. Uh, what was the official line from Red Bull uh, this week? So we had to wait until effectively this morning to, to sort of officially sort of find out what the the reason was behind it. And um, in some other words, it was. It was an issue with the fuel system, but not necessarily a fault. It was that a vacuum was created within the fuel system that meant that the engine wasn't being fed the fuel as the the, the tank got well, lighter and, and, and generally mm. less fluid in it. And therefore, it was struggling to pick it up over those final laps. And that's why the failure happened, obviously, in the, in the when <laughs> right at the end, not right at the mm. start. Um, the team are confident that they've got the fixes in place. They've identified the issue and they will prevent it happening um, from for, well, for, from from now on. And um, um, mm. we'll see. So there, there was a, a one of the Red Bull powertrain drivers, Yuki Tsunoda, stopped right at the end of FV2. It's not been confirmed as to what the cause was of that. But from the onboard replays, it appeared that his car pretty much just conked out and in a similar way to Verstappen and Perez. Now, I definitely cannot say at this point it is the same issue. Uh, and I highly doubt it at that point in testing that it would have been a fuel sort of empty sort of situation. Mm. But it is going to be a huge worry for for that team and that, that manufacturer that are running those, those power units because it's quite a few failures in a short period of time and over a short run time. And the fear of grid penalties are not obviously going to be too close coming up, but it's a long season and they still have a very limited on parts before they start picking up grid penalties. So 
we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how the, the, this weekend goes for, for them and see if they've got the fixes in place. Talking of no-grid penalties this weekend, an engine swap for Alonso, but that's all from the pool of his engines this year, from his uh, the internal combustion bit right. So no penalties there, but that's been uh, changed. And talking of, of conking out, after the elation of Bahrain, uh, K-Mag, Kevin Magnussen and Haas uh, didn't really get going today. FP1 hydraulic leak. Uh, their day was uh, pretty much a bust. So he needs, again, talk about seat time. He needs to get uh, behind the uh, behind the wheel of that Haas and get some laps in. And FP1 stopping for a brief moment for a rather bizarre uh, clash with a 50-metre marker board. What happened there? Yeah, it's not too often you see this um, in in modern F1, I say, because the, so the marker board is, as is, is a street track because the walls are very close, um, attached and suspended sort of above the track uh, on, on the catch fences, and it was the 50-metre brake marker board for Turn 1. Um, but what very clearly seemed to happen is obviously it's very windy at uh, Jeddah currently, and it has got loose, whether it's through wind or through the cars generating that wind when they, they, they whiz past. Um, and it came loose and came unattached. And uh, poor old Land, Lando Norris, who him and Emma McLaren obviously haven't had a great deal of, of fortune over uh, the last couple of weeks. He was the first one to to pick it up and uh, and clatter it with his with his car. Thankfully, there was no damage for McLaren. And it, it was well, ultimately sort of a polystyrene plasticky. Uh, makeup, so it wasn't mm. going to cause too much damage, but uh, yeah, a bit of tidying up both for for McLaren and for the the track marshals. There was a a wonderfully unique sight of three quad bikes with like massive sweepers attached to the back, which I've never seen before. But it was it was very entertaining from a sort of novelty sense, um, cleaning up the track like that. I, I liked it. Very very clever way to to pick it up. <laughs> the bouncing is back. Is it just me, or does it look worse than Bahrain? It's it's. Worse for some, not so bad for others. That's going to be a combination of what fixes to each team has found. But because of the higher speeds at the, the Jeddah uh, circuit, therefore it's going to be made 100 times, not 100 times, but much, much worse <laughs> for because, yeah. because, because of the, the amount of forces and, and, and pressure that they're, they're building up. Uh, the, the one thing that was clear compared to Bahrain was because the Saudi track is a lot smoother being just only a bit much newer and, and freshly laid mm. um, the actual bumping sort of con- contribution to it was reduced compared to Bahrain but the speeds therefore then sort of bring it back in, in the very much the speed uh, sense so yes teams like uh, Mercedes in particular looked like they were really struggling with it um, throughout the course of Friday practice um, Red Bull, you could see a, a bit of porpoising, but almost sort of minimal. That it just the car was so, so level and grounded that they they almost look like they have got it. They're on top of it. They know what the issue is, but they ha- they have found a fix for their car. Whether it was there in the first place or whatever, it, it, it still it work, works regardless, and it really sort of is proving how much performance they can add into the car through setup and and sort of configuration. Absolutely. In terms of track configurations, there are some changes to the track layout. The infamous Verstappen barrier 
uh, that he uh, that he hit on that qualifying lap has been moved back. Some other changes as well. Drivers seem a bit TBC on the whole matter. Uh, a bit non-committal in in whether they say they like it or not. Some of them just say they don't like the track changes. But uh, uh, also, in case you're wondering, and you're thinking this feels I'm a little bit discombobulated talking about this. It, was it really a year ago? No, it's 110 days since this track made its first appearance. A different part of the calendar. Um, a bit like Australia's not the season opener, but not quite as extreme as that because we head off to Melbourne in a couple of weeks' time. And talking about the Ferraris, the pace is looking good again, though, straight out of the box, even though both Ferraris managed to uh, clatter into the walls uh, separately, uh, doing some uh, pretty important runs, actually, in FP2. What happened there, Hayden, with both Ferraris? Yes, so very similar um, mistakes is ultimately what you can call it uh, by... Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc at similar sort of times so just towards the end of the, the quali sims they were obviously pushing just to see the sort of the upper limits of not only their cars but where they are on the on the track and and both clipped the walls now it wasn't a big carbon fiber cars broken everything smashing everywhere uh, crash which we have seen it in in Jeddah yeah four months ago I can't believe it yeah yeah which yeah like the rebuild <laughs> the, the rebuild that the Ferrari's engineers did last year on that car was was huge rear end yeah. hanging off and all so, sorts but um, so a much a much smaller fix definitely it was um yes minor damage but enough to that they couldn't repair it instantly and therefore both drivers missed out on the the long run heavy fuel uh, stints at the end of or the last sort of last twenty minutes of FP two, and that means they're going to go into the rest of the weekend with a heck of a lot less data than, well, with the exception of Magson at Haas, every, every other team, um, because simply they didn't get the long runs in, um, and at the prime time of I, well, that's when the race will be happening on on Sunday. Tire uh, deg and tire wear certainly seems to be a topic that's that's getting a lot of teams sort of on the cuff a little bit from what they weren't anticipating with the new cars and with the new tyres. So they, I mean, they, they have data, they have computer systems to, to uh, simulate a lot of this, but compared to their main competitor at the moment, which is Red Bull, they're going to go into it on the back foot with the data that they've got when they get into the end of these, these stints and knowing how the tyres will behave at that time in those conditions. So you could say, although it was Ferrari topping the times, you might want to put Red Bull sort of slightly ahead in terms of advantage. Their their long run pace looked good regardless of what everyone else was doing again. So I think, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll wait uh, and be very excited to see what qualifying brings um, because on one lap pace, they all looked incredibly close, the, uh, the two Red Bulls and two Ferraris. But um, yeah, how it plays out in long run pace and, and race pace, I think we might give the advantage to Red Bull. Especially as on Verstappen's uh, soft tyre run, uh, he overcooked it into turn one, I think it was, and uh, and aborted the lap. So we haven't even got a true representative picture yeah. from him. It, he could well have easily topped the timesheet. So yeah, it could well be Red Bull advantage. Just we'll have to wait and see if our listeners want to follow along. Uh, with the work that you and your team do on live and autosport.com, uh, what have they got to check out tomorrow? Uh, well, more, more, of, more of the same well, in, in, well, in short. More of we the have same. Uh, imminently uh, Matt Q's uh, Friday long run practice feature uh, and analysis that will really dig into the numbers that I've sort of uh, 
dusted over yeah. there rather than taking it apart <laughs> with a with a fine tooth comb. Um, but uh, yes, uh, final practice coverage of that, which begins uh, at two p.m. Uh, GMT. Uh, it's the last day you get to say GMT, and then it's BST from Sunday. So don't forget to change those clocks. Of course, I had forgotten. Is it? Is it? We get more more time in bed, or less I'm so time sorry. In bed? It's it's yeah. Spring in. forward. That means an hour lost. Oh, deep I, joy, I'm deep so joy. Oh well, I want my hour yeah, back. Well, I'll be you'll you'll get months. it in the autumn, and and then uh, I, that's also on an F1 race weekend. Yeah. I forget which one, but oh, you deep. will get you will get oh, it back. Great. Don't worry. Um, but oh, yes, fi- uh, final practice at, at, at two o'clock UK time, and then qualifying at, at five uh, p.m. UK time. And uh, yes. Uh, I'm very, very fascinated to find out how it all plays out. Absolutely. So you can check out everything we're doing on autosport.com and our sister sites, uh, motorsport.com as well. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. If this is the first time you're listening, hello, welcome along. There's plenty more room. We've all bunched up for you. If you want to hit subscribe in your podcast app, you can do. And then get these podcasts uh, whenever we release them, uh, them first. And they're, obviously they're free as well. A little update on a Friday, Saturday. And then the Biggie Race Review on a Sunday as well. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine. But we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever, so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com slash podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.